uh, your intro this week. All right. Uh, okay, here we go. Ah! What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Big One Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're the Big One Podcast. We talk about NASCAR, other types of motorsport, etc. Um, once again, this week we do not have Baby G here, but I mean, what a treat! What a surprise! Look at who's right next to me through the virtual world. Mm. Do you like how I looked at you in the camera? Right, I did. That? Yeah, that was really nice. It felt like you were it's next. Your, to me. Uh, it's your, it's your boy B boy uh, tuning in from Arkansas this week. Look at that! I can see him mm-hmm. through the camera. Uh, one of these days, we will finally do a YouTube stream that B boy has been oh, deep true. down wanting so bad, and you will get to see what I see, which is myself <laughs> with my disappointing bed setup that i've had for eight years and then mm-hmm. b-boy and his cool camper how you doing b-boy yeah i'm doing good I, you can tell i'm i'm a little sunburned oh, i sat yeah. outside for like just two hours and that was too much for me um rather you know pasty white developer skin over rather. here so there yeah, i know i know who i'm talking to my <laughs> man Mr. Tube, yeah. tube of sunscreen you for know one all about this burn <laughs> i uh you know, I I went on a first date with this girl that I uh, thought was very cool. Went mm-hmm. on third date as well, but second date before second date. Uh, I thought you just went from first to third. Was, yeah, that'd be nuts. God, a guy can dream. <laughs> a guy yeah, can yeah. dream. Uh, but in between first and second date, I was working on my garden a whole bunch. I was outside in the sun for, I shit you not, forty five minutes, and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I am getting burned so burnt right now. <laughs> Hat. I put on so much yeah. face sunscreen that my face was just like embarrassingly white. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, we got it done. Not a terrible sunburn, and the garden looks great. What else can one ask it does, for? It does. It does look good. Thank everyone. you very much. You can tweet us at uh, podcast big one. You can email us at podcast big one at gmail dot com. Like I said, we talk about NASCAR. Other motorsports, mm-hmm. you know, F1 mm-hmm. has been off for a while, so we'll see what we get up to. But got some IndyCar, some Formula ooh. E to, to, to talk about this week. Wonderful. So. What a gift. Yeah. Let's hop into the sponsor, though. Who we got this week? Let's do it. Yeah. So this week, it, it just made sense. Uh, I did this drive from Portland over to Arkansas across the weekend starting Friday. Um, and basically, let me tell a little story before I drop oh, the sponsor. Excellent. Name. I would. A Friday. Want I'm a little less. tired. Worked a really long week. You know. Um, know didn't get to get started early in the morning on my drive, so I, I had to cancel my my harvest host, uh, which was a winery that I was going to be staying mm. at that night because uh, I wasn't going to get there in time. And so is that driving Friday? Say again. Harvest host is that nap? Yeah, so Harvest Host, uh, I guess we got yeah, two sponsors side this sponsor. week. <laughs> side, sponsor. side sponsor, great, great app. If you have a camper, an RV, or and you travel, um, and you just need places to stay along the way as you're trying to get to your destination, that's what Harvest Host is for. It's wow. breweries, wineries, cideries, farms, museums, restaurants sometimes, uh, craft places, like just random things yeah. um, that basically just have land for you to stay in or a parking lot. And, uh, yeah, you can pop up your camper or, you know, show up and, 
and just stay the single night, just be a patron at that place, you know, buy some beers, buy a bottle of wine to do a wine tasting, something like that. And you get to stay there for free. It's great. Um, it's a really, Sick. really cool service. It's called Harvest Host. That's a really good one. What an odd change um, of pace so, for us to have a useful sponsor. Anyway, if you yeah, that's to a really good one. The main sponsor. Go ahead. Yeah, the the main sponsor <laughs> is the one that actually saved me on Friday because the Harvest Host kind of fell through, not through their fault, but through mine. And so basically, Friday night, I'm driving, trying to get to a little north of Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, I was going to stay with a fr- in a friend's uh, driveway for the second night. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just drive through the night, sleep in the car when I need to. I've done that many times before. It'll be okay. Well, I stop for gas. It's getting a little cold. I switch out of the jacket I was wearing to something a little bit, um, uh, you know, a little bit more sexy for you, new guy. Wow, thank but you. a little bit How warmer, too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I take the keys out of my pockets, my car keys and my RV keys, which is like fucking 20 keys. Put them in the little, you know, dash where the windshield wipers are, you know, of the car. Oh, don't I ever. Get back in the car, start the car, start driving, never grab the keys. Um, I get about 50 miles, right? I get about 50 miles, and I see this sign, you know, Loves. Loves, you know, sponsor Front Row Motorsports, and they sponsor all the way down into the Truck Series sometimes, too. They don't sponsor Um, us. They don't. Well, now they're going to sponsor us, at least for this week, because what happens is the Loves, Loves has been putting in RV stops, basically just, you know, clearing out some of their area, some of the land that they own to be able to have RVs stop. And the really important thing here, the distinction and why it's a lifesaver for folks that are on the road like me, is that when it's late and you want to stop, it's not like a hotel. You can't just like book these things. If it's on a state park where it's like first come, first serve, you can shove some money into a little, you know, deposit box. There's no way to get a late, late night reservation. You just you just have to keep going or or you can maybe stop at a rest stop and hope that a cop doesn't come and knock on your door. Um, so I saw that now and I was like, look, language. they're going to, yeah, they're going to let me stay here. Let me do that. And I paid, I think 30 bucks. It was worth it. It was quiet. It was nice. It was, you know, right off a highway, but it was still, still pretty nice. Um, but what was great about it was I stopped a car. I had only driven those 50 miles. The keys were still there. Thank God. Nice. Um, would I, I like, I have a lot of contingencies in my brain about how to get around situations. I literally would not have known how to get around from that. If I had lost those keys yeah. in that moment, I'd have just been fucked. Done like, for. just there's no coming back Certainly. from it, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's cool. Really glad that I stopped. And then I made like two more mistakes while setting up camp that night. And I realized how tired I was, and Loves mm-hmm. saved the day. So, nice. they are our sponsor. Thank this you, week. Loves. Appreciated. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an excellent sponsor. I mean, uh, what a fantastic change of pace for us to actually have two yeah, good sponsors. A good one. Yeah, in yeah. one week, amazing. Um, I've actually got another app that I found that is really nice, but we'll save that as a teaser save for it. next week. And yeah, yeah. let's just go ahead and dive into the race recaps. What went on with truck? Mm. Yeah. Um, did you get to watch the truck race at all? Uh no. All right. Well, I was driving, so just the precursor here is all three races I watched, but while I was driving. So sometimes there were instances where. I lost internet for a good period of time. Obviously, the the Midwest, um, uh, the actual Midwest, not the Chicago Midwest of the country, it's doesn't rough. have great service. That in some internet places. is all over the place. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, uh, truck race. I got to watch the beginning of it. Um, it was delayed with rain. Um, they eventually did get to start the race on Friday night, pretty late. Um, but they started on rain tires. Great. Cool. Um, you know, it was a good chance for NASCAR to try something out. 
So what they had to do, they had to wait until the track was slightly dry enough for them to try out the rain tires because it, it can be damp. It can't be like wet. It can't definitely can't be raining. We call them rain tires. Yeah. They're really damp tires is yeah. the best way to call them. So they go out there and they run and it's actually really entertaining. Some guys are doing better than others. There's a big drop uh, uh, or a big fall off on the tires. It made for a very interesting first stage and first segment of the first stage. Um, Kyle Busch was running away with it during that period. Um, but Corey Heim ends up winning stage one. Stage two, Corey Heim wins again. Wow. And then they only got a little bit into stage three before the rain really started coming down. The rain wasn't going to let up. It was getting late. They weren't going to be able to run those, again, not rain tires, damp tires again. So they chose, let's just end the race. Corey Heim is your winner at lap 124. Nice. Um, the only real thing that I thought was worth calling out in this race oh, I think I saw um, was that this. Carson Carson Hosevar, you know, fresh off of victory just a couple weeks ago, um, and tries to intentionally wreck someone, spins himself, mm. And then they hold him two laps in the pits for her uh, reckless driving. Um, do that. Well deserved, though. Well deserved yeah. penalty. Get him. Um, I think he should be suspended for a race. Personally, um, again, just the way NASCAR has been handing out suspensions, I think that's deserved. Mostly yeah. because he's just done this multiple times before. So. Yeah. If you you know, there's a there's a very big difference between like shoving someone out of the lane and trying to hook mm-hmm. someone into the wall. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. there is one of them is uh racing malice and one of them is revenge malice. Yeah. And, and like, again, I, I like I like to it. liken these penalties to other sports just to have a frame of reference and uh something happened over, over the weekend as well with uh Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors stomping on another player. Um and uh there's been a lot of back and forth, but he got suspended for the next game. And the NBA came out and said, look, we suspended him because he's done this before. Had it been his first offense, probably not a suspension. But this is exactly what I'm thinking about when I when I when it was Carson that did this. I'm just like, you can't take the results into it into the equation. First off, he didn't successfully wreck the person he was trying to wreck. That shouldn't matter. The fact that you tried to wreck him yeah. is is the problem, right? Um, the other guy ended up finishing seventh, I think, in the race from what I saw. Uh, shouldn't matter. That shouldn't play in. And the other part is, yeah, he's just done this before. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, you can't keep repeating this. This guy's clearly not learning his lesson. I saw some things online where people were saying, take away his automatic waiver into the playoffs. I don't think that's a bad idea. Like, what if you left him his playoff points? You left him all of his points. You didn't give a points penalty, but you basically just made it so that he's not automatically in the playoffs anymore. I don't, I don't hate that, you know, just to like take away one win from that automatic qualification. That's, I don't think that's bad. And I think that actually sends a very direct message of like, stop fucking around, dude. Yeah, for Uh, sure. That that kid needs to grow up. I mean, we talk about Ty Gibbs. We talked about Noah Gregson in the past. These kids need to grow up, man. It's uh, it's a dangerous sport. You know, it's uh, a, I feel like it's going to be a consistent thing that is talked about with, you know, it's a consistent thing that new drivers, they, they come in. They do risky shit. Mm-hmm. It gets talked about how they need to grow up, and then hopefully they grow up, or else they burn out of the sport. And Hosvar yeah. has been successful earlier this year, and like, yep. As a podcast, we have talked about how we like Hosvar, and mm-hmm. seeing this sort of shit is just—it's disappointing. You know, you want to yeah. see, you want to see promising young drivers not be pieces of shit. 
Yeah. Like you just want to I mean, you want to see them drive well, and sometimes you're going to get spicy with it, but don't yep, go hooking exactly. people into the wall. There's a whole it, it, yeah, it's a whole another game. There's other ways. There's just other ways to get back at people, yeah. and and especially like that was a heat of the moment thing. He literally came off the last corner and was pissed off at the guy. And just immediately went for revenge. Yeah. Like, just chill out, man. Like, you got to lower your your temperature Follow when you're the in the car a little bit Chase more. Elliot. I think like I still remember when mm. you and I were sat there watching a Phoenix race. Mm-hmm. I forget which one, which year it was, but we sat there eating a ton of a ton of Hooters, Hooters uh, yep. wings, and Chase Elliott did the most incredible like really well calculated revenge move against Denny Hamlin with the he most deniability believe, right? that anyone had ever seen before. Mm-hmm. At least myself who was new to NASCAR at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that's the way to do it. You shove him into the wall, cut their tire, screw him out of the Oh, rest that's of right. Least. He did cut his tire. He cut his tire as well, yeah, yeah. to Denny. Um that was back when he was still driving the twenty four, yeah. I believe. Uh, the good yep. old days. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I do think that it's cool. You know, I think that this this race and the ability to go on the rain tires like that. This is a shiny example of one of the most fantastic things that NASCAR can do with the lower series, which mm-hmm. is experiment with how the race weekends work. And yep, raining in or racing in the wet with on on oval tracks. I mean, you and I have been at plenty of races that have gotten mm-hmm. rained out, and you have to wait for those jet dryers to loudly drive around the tracks and and dry them off. And if you yeah. can cut an hour out of that, out of that, it's huge. It's huge, especially every time that it like re rains just like a little bit yeah. as you're drying. You know, that's huge. Yeah, just getting laps in is huge. If the cars can yeah. get on track a little bit, the heat from the cars can dry them off to the point they can get slicks. Or oh yeah. They just stay on the, uh, the 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 wet tires, not rain tires, mm-hmm. but wet tires, long enough. And anyway, it, yeah, it's cool they to tore, be. A, they tore through those tires, man. Yeah, they, I, I mean, would. The rubber. I would expect nothing down. else. Which, yeah, also kind of rules. Yeah, keep on. Pitting. Yeah, it does. Let's go pit crews. Like, yeah, now's your time to Again, shine. Now you know, Cup Series currently having an issue. Potentially, I mean, there's multiple ways. That I think that you can solve some of the issues going on. We can get into this a bit more, but like with tire fall off, fucking put the wet tires on. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, let's talk Xfinity. Do you want to uh, recap it real quick? Yeah. So uh, right here, let's just let's just blast through it here. Stage one winner. Yeah. John Hunter Nemechek. Stage two winner. John Hunter Nemechek. Stage three winner and race winner. Let's get a wild, a little wild here. John Hammer Nemechek. Yeah, just domination. Uh, um, freaking killed it. He won Dash for Cash and no, uh, a burnout for the ages, apparently. Tell me about this. Super cool burnout. I mean, you know, we saw, I forget who it was. It was Chandler Smith, I want to say, in truck. Uh, do a burnout where he lit the rubber that was back in the, oh, yeah, the okay. flap on fire. Yeah, I did videos of John Hunter did this to the extreme. Like, he, he nosed it into the wall, and he held it down, and he just kept going and kept going and kept going. And by the time it lit up, man, that was a fireball. And then he proceeds to put it in reverse and then start driving down the track and even like Joey's in the booth and stuff and commenting on it, and it's just like it looks like a, a DeLorean was just here, you know, Back to the Future style. Like literally, the track is on fire. Amazing. Um, that rules. It was really cool. 
He also got to mention, I think, the sponsor on his car was a uh, like a fire suppression system. So it was very fitting. God, that's amazing. Yeah, I was like, nailed <laughs> nailed the sponsor like we did this week. Yeah. So, um, that yeah, has to good. be at least a bit planned. You know, you got that sponsor. Oh, you yeah. agree that if you win, light a fire and then talk <laughs> about putting it out. That's good. Yeah, exactly. That's real good. Um, I do have this like this creeping suspicion. It's it's I haven't had it since like Martin Truex back in uh forget when it was when he was winning all those races and he kept every time he would win a race, he would blow his back right tire and destroy his back rear. This is fender. what I was just thinking about and how yeah. Dale Jr. talked about this. Yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, in, in like this week's podcast? Uh, no, no, no. Back when, back when this was going on, the Dale Jr. Oh, talked okay. about like, you know, we talk about how these drivers are the best drivers in the world. And then somehow during the burnout, they managed to blow out their tires and drag yeah. it along. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, the things that are important for inspecting, part of that can't be inspected anymore. Yeah. That yeah. was also um, that thing from Dale was one of the parts where I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Dale is really good at this whole media game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he spots those things. I mean, he knows. He knows. Um, but, yeah, definitely I, I'm thinking it's a bit curious. But then again, like Xfinity doesn't seem to have that many, like, violations. I think I'm more curious about it for a cup, um, which I think is a great segue into let's, let's dive into the cup race because there was a good burnout there too. So let's get to it. Um, stage one. We're also at Martinsville now on Sunday. Um, stage one winner uh, was Ryan Priest. He had started on the pole, so uh, uh, kind of led uh, uh, flag to flag, as they say. Um, stage two winner was Kevin Harvick. Harvick, um, there was some pit strategy that uh, uh, resulted in, um, oh, I forget who was out front. Was it was it Ross Chastain? I forget who, someone had pitted and only taken two tires, or, or taken no tires, I'm sorry, and then Harvick was able to run him down and actually make a pass for the lead. One of the few in the whole race. He made a pass for the lead and ends up winning the second stage. Really looking like an SHR show and theirs to lose. Well, um, it was theirs to lose because Kyle Larson takes two tires, I think about mm. 30-ish to go, mm-hmm. and is able to run away. Um, uh, I think he restarted that, that last restart, fifth or sixth. Ends up getting to the lead, taking it away, and uh, runs those last bunch of laps, wins the race. Um yeah. And then burned it down. He did a burnout all the way around the track. I did see that. Um, that was uh, which was cool. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel but like that's blew, a classic. That's almost a signature Kyle Larson move. Oh yeah, it's a lot of car control involved in, yeah. in doing that kind of thing. Um, but uh, he he also blew. I think at least his right rear tire. He might have blown both rear tires. And so I thought about it with Hendrick having gotten penalties recently i was like "Ooh, yeah good job well done (laughs) (laughs) honestly Um, i feel like that is uh it's better plausible deniability than mm -hmm. martin truex just like putting his nose against the wall and burning out the tires to the point that yeah he rips up the entire back end of his car yeah exactly right yeah um yeah but uh some 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 things i noticed about the race um I really enjoyed the Corey LaJoy and Kyle Busch little shenanigans. Uh, Kyle Busch is back to normal Kyle Busch. He's already frustrated, even though mm. he has a win this year. Hell yeah. That's um, boy. Really, outside of the first three weeks, he hasn't been that competitive. Um, and so he was pretty upset about it, it looked like, in that race. And nice. took it out on Corey LaJoy a little bit. Uh, Corey's crew chief got on the radio and was like, if you get back to him, junk him. I think Corey's like, smarter than that. He knows not to do it. He's He's... 
you know, he's the kind of guy that knows that there's potentially going to be some rides opening up this year and he wants to jump to a better ride. Certainly. Don't tarnish his legacy. Don't do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think like overall, I think, uh, I wasn't amazed by the package at short tracks, but I was, you know, also not horrifically disappointed. I think the ability to do what Larson did is at least cool. Um, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I don't hate a strategy race. I think most people hate strategy races now, but they hate it because this used to be a good non-strategy race, right? Um, This used to be a race that had a lot of cautions, that uh, gave you a lot of opportunities to work on your car, that had some of the cars that would be coming and going. It was just so hard to pass. And this, this, remember, when we talked about Martinsville last year, was what we thought was the heart of the issue. Tires are larger, more grip uh, in the corners, brake package is better, so it's easy to brake and get your car slowed up well enough going into the corner, and that just removes all competitive advantage, right? The, yeah. the tires don't give way enough, and, and they grip way too well. Everyone's able to get through the corner. You know, guys are complaining about, like, oh, I'm slipping in the middle or I'm slipping getting off the corner or whatever, but it doesn't matter because the guy behind you can't pass you because you're still so even. Yeah. Like the cars are just too even. And so that I th- it's still the root of the issue. You, you They took away the downforce. The dirty air, I saw a lot of comments about dirty air. Dirty air was not the problem. That's not the problem. The problem is you can't get beside a guy and have enough of an advantage, outbreak him going into a corner, get those things that you need to do to get by him, unless you have like a distinct enough advantage, like way newer tires or whatever. Larson had those two tires at the end. That was good enough of an advantage to get him from that fifth or sixth to the to the lead. So, um, yeah, something's got to happen here. This is the third race that we've had this lower downforce package, right? Um, or fourth, I guess, if you, I forget if Bristol dirt was one of those or not. Um, but Bristol dirt's like a different thing. So I'm not going to count it so far. I think we're one of three Phoenix wasn't good, but I think that's mostly a track problem. Martinsville wasn't good. Package is definitely the problem here. Um, but Richmond was really good. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, if you nail, the packages on every other track yeah you can't get it all right all the time yep. and i think uh you know the nice thing about it being different packages hopefully nascar can keep on learning it feels like they're moving in the right direction at the very least yep. like this was not a boring race this was not like we've seen way worse races uh, yeah agreed and i and i I didn't get to listen to Dale Jr.'s podcast, but I just saw someone had commented on Twitter about about the podcast and something that he suggested, but he just suggested a smaller brake package, like brakes that wear a little bit better, you know, and wear more. I, I, I agree with that. I also agree with a softer tire compound, something that wears more. Yeah. I, I think it's okay to use a completely different tire when you come to Martinsville or you come to uh, to Phoenix and these racetracks that need to, to you know, have, have a the advantage go to guys that take care of their equipment better, right? Like yeah. that's that was good. That was what got comers and goers to happen at Martinsville. Um, that's what got guys to go in too deep and realize that their brake wasn't going to be there all the way anymore, and they caused a caution. Like that's what people want at Martinsville. And so I think you have to make some of those changes to make it come back. The The reduction in downforce just doesn't – it's not – it doesn't solve anything at Martinsville. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. But they'll they'll figure it out. We're only in year two. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very beginning of I year mean, two. So yeah, it's just shining start. Uh, the future's looking good. Um, yeah. Chase, top ten, first time yeah. back. That was pretty impressive. Was he cool. had a good drive. He did. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to give too many props out of Martinsville because it didn't really matter how good your car was or really, I think, like, too, too much about how good you were as a driver. I think as long as you avoided pit mistakes yeah. and then you got lucky enough, like Bubba did uh, and Joey did, with uh, kind of pit strategy to get you up front at the end, that was enough to get you a good finish. So Chase netted because of some of that, you know, to, to finish top 10. But, you know, it's still good. It's still good to come back and get a top 10 your first time back. Um, and then we were heading to Talladega where he won the last race there um, next weekend. So, um, yeah, things are looking up for him. Yeah. Good confidence boost heading and in, heading into a good weekend for him. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, pretty good race, I would say. Yep. Yeah. Nothing disappointing. Nothing incredible. I'll take it. Just fine. Yeah. Just skip. Yeah. yeah. It was Martinsville. Yeah. Uh, all right. It Anything was better than last year. Around here? I just want to. I just want to call out. It was better than last year. Last year was atrocious. Yeah, and this race wasn't atrocious. So, I'll take it. That's progress, baby. Hey, yep. I'm listening. NASCAR, I'm, I'm, uh, not atrocious. I'm looking forward <laughs> to uh, the Coke 600 when we'll all be together and see uh, some racing. Different package, either Very way. Sweet, uh, but you know, NASCAR is uh, looking promising. Yeah. All right, so we've got uh, more in the 75 for 75. Yep. Uh, Greg Biffle, Sterling Martin, mm-hmm. Ryan Newman. Uh, I'm familiar with Biffle and Newman, of course. Mm-hmm. But tell me about Sterling Martin. Uh, yeah, so Sterling Marlin r- drove the Coors Light Silver Bullet. Um, that's what he was probably most known for. Um, I think when I first started watching, he was driving the four Kodak car a long, long time ago. Um, in fact, uh, uh, I had a T-shirt uh, with him on it. I don't know how I got it because I don't think I was ever a Sterling Marlin fan. But, yeah, just one of those, you know, good old boys that was, uh, you know, he was building a lot of his own equipment. Um, I think, like, he's the one, you know, that, that storyline of, uh, was it at Talladega, that guy that, like, conned into a NASCAR race and, oh, and ran yeah. a couple laps or whatever. Yeah. I think that was Sterling Marlin's car that he had built for the guy. And, and Sterling Marlin's wow. the one that got conned out of that. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, you know, Sterling, probably the least impressive of the new members, I would say. Um, Biffle was Biffle won truck series races, uh, Xfinity races, and cup races. Hell, we saw him at SRX uh, when we were up at um, uh, Slinger. Um, and Newman, uh, I think he had over like 50 poles in his, his career yeah. and some big Historic NASCAR driver. wins, including uh Daytona 500. So yeah. Um, very, very solid driver. But, uh, yeah, I think like all in all the, that Casey Kane is still the like lowest on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, these aren't, I, I'm realizing more and more when they first announced it, we're like, we're going to add 25 drivers. I was like, Oh, there's going to be some really good ones. I realized that no, they actually have a lot of filler ones. Twenty five is a lot for a for a single driver or like single. They're only picking drivers. They're not picking like twenty five people in the NASCAR community that that deserve it. Right? It's just drivers. And I'm realizing, man, some of these drivers race for a long time. In fact, that might be the most impressive thing about Sterling Marlin was how long he raced for. Um, definitely one of the things that I most remember uh, besides his two Daytona five hundreds in a row that he won um, was that when he got hurt. The guy that came in to sub in for him was Jamie McMurray, 
And that was, I think, in 2002. And Sterling was like a competitive for a championship at that time when he got hurt. And literally in Jamie McMurray's second race, he won um, in that car. And that was kind of what Rocket launched uh, him onto the scene and all, and kind of like started the decline and end of Sterling Marlin's career. So it's a weird way to remember someone, but that's just kind of what I remember about him. So, what? What's your estimate for the number of years that Sterling Marlin was in the Cup Series? How many years do you think he was in there? That's a that's a really good question. Um, I think, man, he did like. I'm gonna go with like thirty four, thirty five. My man, so close! An an incredible guess. Yeah, like seventy six. To 2009. Okay. I thought you were saying 76 years. I was like, bro, he's not that old. No, no, no. That'd be <laughs> I don't even know if he's 76 right now. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's 33? 33. 33. Yeah. 33, yeah, wow. possibly 34 years, depending on uh, yeah. the first and the last race. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. That is. Uh, yeah. It's a long wow, tenure. That's spectacular. Yeah. If and you're given how, driving again, professionally how much of for it, that long. Yeah, how much of it he did it himself early on, too, like a very Mark Martin type of driver in that way, um, speaking of being in Arkansas. Um, by the way, I'm really excited. I On my way back, because I'm going to Atlanta after this, I'm going to stop by uh, Mark Martin's Ford dealership where he has a little, um, you know, Mark Martin Hall of Fame type of thing set up in uh, Batesville, nice. Arkansas. So nice. excited about that. Um, um, but, yeah. So... Uh, moving on from 75, what about 56? This is also a fun Ooh. number. And Le Mans, yeah. Garage 56, we're going to have a NASCAR racing against a bunch of Europeans. Mm-hmm. It was a, there was a really cool shot this week of Rick Hendrick, Chad Knauss, and some other big wigs standing at the, you know, gate as, uh, cause I think they were out, out at Sebring, um, running some, some practice laps and stuff. And, uh. Uh, that car went by them, and it's just a shot of just them and their reaction. And man, first off, the car sounds awesome. Hell yeah, just fucking Hell yeah. so good. And their reaction to it is just like, man, that we built something fucking really cool yeah. here. Hell yeah, um, I'm psyched I'm, to see this, man. I've been watching Le Mans every year for probably five or six years now, and mm-hmm. like, I'm psyched to have a team that I'm genuinely rooting for. I'm I'm just really hoping that it's successful. I want them to run all the laps. Yeah, that's kind of the most important the thing, race. right? Just forget to the end. And what I really want um, to see is, can we get other teams to go and do this next year? Yeah. Can we get like four or five of these Garage Fifty Six NASCAR Cup modified oh, cars into Le Mans next year? That's what I want. So. Yeah. Yeah, actually getting NASCAR stock cars involved in endurance racing, like it's cool. That'd be fucking cool, man. Yeah, it's cool. I'm really the car just looks this. so good too. Yeah, big fan. Uh, definitely need to get a diecast. I wonder if they're gonna make Ooh, a diecast, baby. Uh, I hope it's not Lionel Racing. Good third diecast. Good gift stuff. idea. Let me write that down real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write that down. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, moving on. Um, Lidos, uh, which one of Pablo's sponsors, and NASCAR are pairing for a lunar rover race. Um, this is just one of the multiple news things that came out about NASCAR doing some kind of cool stuff. 
that people uh, immediately get in the comments and say, well, fix your cop cars first, um, aye, aye, uh, too. Aye. But it's just cool. I think it's just cool. Yeah, um, it's a neat marketing They built, Yeah, they built a Lunar Rover um, and are going to have a couple of them race. I think that's cool. That's neat. So they're going to actually like race some rovers on the moon? Not on the moon, but uh, here on Earth. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah, all of a sudden so. makes so much more sense. All right, sick. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I it would be cooler if it was on the moon. And being sort of confused, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, well, what's NASCAR doing at this? Like, it's going to the moon. Yeah, all right, cool. Slap some stickers Yeah, but, on you know, there. fix your cool. Martinsville car, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, speaking of, the other thing that people got really upset about, NASCAR also announced on, on Earth Day, which is a great Earth Day announcement, yeah. that they want to be carbon neutral or net zero emissions through their operations by 2035. What an incredible um, thing of, to get oh, upset about. Jesus it's Christ. so dumb. It's just so dumb. Um, mostly because like everyone, when they hear that, immediately just thinks you're going to electric vehicles. That's not what it means at all. When companies offset and they go carbon neutral... First off, there is a difference between carbon neutral and net zero emissions. There's a big difference. But carbon neutral really just means that you're going to offset the carbon emissions that you have. It doesn't mean you stop having carbon emissions. You just can't with the stuff that they do. But it means that you offset it by planting trees, um, investing in machinery that actually helps remove some of the the carbons that are put into the air and the atmosphere. carbon credits. Not just that. I mean, that... I, I don't want to get into like a whole political yeah, thing here yeah, because yeah. that. Oh, I think we're on the same page with this. But okay, I think it's okay. the way that you can go about buying that stuff. That's a fake. You know, way. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's it's a similar thing to like F1 has been all about being carbon neutral uh, or at least moving in that direction. You've also got uh, mm. Extreme E, I believe, which is the mm. rally uh, electric car racing, which is dope. But they're also like, look at how carbon neutral we are, but also they're shipping the cars all over the world. Mm. I do think uh, I do think that it's cool that they're moving in this direction. I think that like yeah, the agreed. fact that NASCAR is moving in this direction is a it's a hopeful and significant sign in yeah. existence. And you my, know, my, I think my only I'm problem with NASCAR moving compl- that way. To complain about something Please. here, my only problem with it is that um twenty thirty five. You know, it's like when they did, they yeah. had originally passed, I think it was under Obama, the, um, the, the, it was like, a, it, I, I forget what it was actually called, but basically what it meant was like every car manufacturer needs to, on average, sell cars that get a certain miles per gallon, which means if you sold like 15 or 100 trucks that had 14 miles per gallon and 100, you know, SUVs that had 18 miles per gallon, your net is 16 miles per gallon, you know, um, you needed to get that up. And it was basically like an increasing number over time. But it was like set out, I think, also until like 2030. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, make them get more aggressive with it. Yeah. Like, like really make them bend over backwards. Like they make money every year. Yeah. They should be having to spend most of that in offsetting the things that they do. Yeah, stop. And so, like, that's the that's my only Please. mild complaint, and honestly, not a big deal. Yeah, it could go faster. Thankfully, the EPA is putting those standards into place to force car Back, companies yeah. to do it. Finally, uh, yeah. yeah, not to get too political, but to get a little bit political, stop destroying the earth and atmosphere and the <laughs> region in which we live like yeah i joke about how chicago is going to be the miami of the midwest i don't want that we? to be real but also i it, do it, believe happening that in 20 years it will be yep uh and this is also why i think 
you know, I'm never going to move south of Chicago, and I imagine that you'll probably never move south of never Portland uh, <laughs> because when the water wars come along, you don't want to be in the south. Mm-mm. No, thank Mm-mm. you. Anyway, speaking about water wars, <laughs> uh, horsepower changes incoming. What's up with this? <laughs> yeah, just, uh, you know, a lot of folks, you know, same things the last bunch of years since they dropped the horsepower claim that just bringing the horsepower up will solve everything. I'm not going to get into that debate by any means, but I think it's interesting to bring up the idea of, okay, let's bring the horsepower back up. Uh, I forget, it was the president of Hendrick Motorsports, I believe, um, came out and said, hey, if they wanted to do this, they need to make that choice right now for us to be able to have that in place for next year, the supply chain for getting the parts and getting everything ready. Uh, the supply You chain. have to start right now. So... We're really in this state where, like, if NASCAR wanted to make a drastic change, you're going to hear about it in the next couple weeks, I think. Um, I don't think you're going to hear about it, to be honest. I think we're going to get at least one more year about where we're at with some mild changes here and there. Um, But, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think the most interesting thing that I heard about all of this is the, the drivers or the owners that seem to be in support of this have also come out with, hey, we tried to drop the horsepower to entice other manufacturers for joining, and to hopefully lower the overall cost of of building these engines and maintaining them and everything. And neither thing has happened. Like, they didn't get cheaper, and we didn't get another manufacturer. Mm. So can we stop? Yeah. Um, And uh, fair point. Yeah. Yeah, should be talked about. Yeah, that's smart. So we're seeing uh, higher ratings this week. Do you think that Mm -hmm. that is because of Chase? No, not really. Um, I mean, maybe a little... they ran twenty four seven ad commercials about Chase being back. Really? Hell, they're they're still running that. them about That's him hilarious. being back at Talladega, yeah. um, which I think is still funny. Um, Alex Bowman made a funny comment during the the media cycle like, once they got to to Martinsville about like, yeah, when I came back, they didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a commercial. Uh, yeah, fair point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, a little bit. There's also Martinsville last year was rain delayed and happened Saturday night versus sunday during uh, yeah. the day um you know yeah that could be it too it. so um but yeah it's good to, it's good to finally have a race that was up in viewership for yeah. once so happy about that um so austin dillon got an l1 penalty at martinsville is this correct he he, he's suspended for two races not him not okay. him uh his, his crew his, chief, his gotcha, gotcha. Crew chief cool. is suspended for two races um, yeah, it's the penalty, same penalty they gave to the Hendrick cars um, the, the second time, the 48 and the 24. Um, 60 points, five playoff points in the two-race suspension. Um, I f- forget, I didn't write it down, so I, I don't remember, but I forget what he actually got in trouble for modifying. I, f- I want to say it was like the underwing, um, probably at the back of the car, um, some, some kind of an underbody issue. Um, definitely different than like the Hendrick one, which was again in the greenhouse of the car or the middle of the car, the, the driver's compartment where that probably had very little, if any performance improvement. Yeah. Um, this one seems more real. Uh, although RCR has said that they will, uh, protest or appeal the penalty. So see how that goes. Speaking of, uh, appealing penalties, colleague went through with their second appeal. So remember they had the same Louvre's penalty that Hendrick got, um, they appealed it. They basically barely got like any kind of an improvement on, on the original appeal. Well, before the second appeals process went through, NASCAR went and said, Hey, don't worry about going through this appeals process. We should just apply the Hendrick penalty 
because you know they had the same issue and they're you know it went through everything happened the same way we might as well give them the same thing and they also said we're also changing our rule book so that this can get can't happen again and nice. we can i guess penalize it more fairly yeah good move cool nascar consistency love go it figure. yeah yeah. Nice progress. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I, I hate that they had to wait until they had to second appeal yeah. it to yeah. get to this point. Can't but get whatever. It all, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cody Ware suspended indefinitely. I think this is a good choice. Don't. This is a great choice. Don't uh, beat women or other. Yeah, people. and strangle them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, generally speaking. Not even generally. I'd say categorically, the Big One podcast is against strangling and beating. Uh, I think we can officially say beings. that we had it on our T-shirts last year. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was controversial, but you know, we're really doing well now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, this they is good. Uh, this is just uh, this is categorically good. You know, I think that like uh, I keep on being happy with NASCAR doing things. This is one of the things that seems incredibly obvious, but also would almost be surprising for the NFL to do. So, mm. uh, good on you, NASCAR. Being yeah. human beings and, uh, you know, showing respect for other human beings. I like to see it. Mm. So, so what I find interesting about this is he didn't race Bristol dirt, right? Yeah. And when it came out, it was like Cody Ware is taking care of a personal issue this weekend. Um, his personal issue was that he was arrested. Um, (laughs) so interesting way to always phrase that, I guess, but you know, I I like to see a person maybe get a little bit of due process, I guess, first. Um, but, uh, but yeah, then, then obviously they replacing, they've replaced him full time, um, in the, the, uh, 51 car, um, or was he in the 15? I forget which one he's in. Uh, honestly, the wear racing Chevrolets, I don't pay too much attention to, but, uh, he, he got replaced. Um, and rightfully so. The other thing that kind of pissed me off was that, in their statement of like the fact that he had been charged and everything, um, they brought up the fact that he is like uh, I, I forget what they said specifically, but that he is depressed or anxious, and I think they they tried to mention that he's like slightly on the spectrum, yeah. which to me is just like, bro, it's no excuse. I'm uh, sorry, like I've uh, been I don't want to hear it. In the past year depressed anxious and probably on the spectrum and, and you, know you only what I struggled did? like seven people i just smoked a lot of weed and didn't beat people like <laughs> cool you know yeah well you know you say that but nascar doesn't let you smoke weed yeah, they need yeah, to take yeah. the nba approach and start letting people smoke weed. yeah you know sure. someone gets listen if we had a nascar driver getting banned for smoking weed i think that the big one podcast would be categorically against it yes and yep. this is where our this is where our politics align don't beat women, and if you smoke weed, okay, it's cool. Yeah. It's chill. Yeah, I mean, hell, uh, uh, well, I was gonna say Tyler Reddick, but Kyle Busch is literally sponsored by a, a Delta Eight company. Love which it. One, one, one. It's you know Delta Nine being THC. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Formula E. We're going to Berlin. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Berlin. Berlin tracks at. Uh, well, I don't know the name of the airport, but it's at an airport. Um, so it's a pretty cool track that they build uh, for the airport and very fast um, and very abrasive on tires. So could be good. Two races this weekend, actually. We have uh, 9 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that's Eastern time. So um, check it out if you can. Nice. Uh, IndyCar, Kyle Kirkwood wins at Long Beach. Very nice. Tell me about this race a bit. 
I can't tell you anything because I didn't know. Uh-huh. I didn't watch the race. Excellent. I didn't even watch Excellent. highlights. I don't even know who Kyle Kirkwood is. No. Uh, I know that <laughs> half of his last name, literally half in terms of numbers, is the same as my mm. last name. So that's Ooh. great. So nobody knows who you are, though. So is your last name like Kirk? They is it guy? Wood? That doesn't is make it sense. Is it RK Wu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it K Wu? K Wu, isn't it? Yeah, uh, 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 anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, B, B, we got it coming up. Talladega. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the big race. This is the big one. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, literally for for what we're named. Yeah, um, I'm excited about was, uh, this. God, I hope that Ricky wins. I've never <laughs> wanted Ricky cool. Stenhouse cool. Jr. to win a super speedway race cool. more than for him to get two in a row in the goddamn season. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Let's see it. Um, yeah, I thought it was cool. My dad was driving. He's driving out to here where I'm at in Arkansas today. Um, passed right by Talladega um, and uh, and took a picture and stuff. And uh, he called it Tally, though. And he said, race at Tally. And I was like, race at Tally. Race Interesting. At Tally. I was like, dude, everyone calls it Dega. Like, why wouldn't you've literally called it Dega? What are you? Why are you trying to rename it? Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, there were Mike, some campers there already. If you can hear me right now, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely listening to you and not asleep uh, for sure. Um yeah, but uh, yeah, t- it's not Tally, it's Dega. Yeah, and yeah, some campers already there. Free camping for yeah, those nice. that don't know uh, Talladega. It's it's pretty rare, but um, yeah, they get free camping, first come first serve, and it's a big old party. So I get I get it. I would be there on a Wednesday too if I lived nearby. Yeah, that sounds um, great. Just partying it up. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. What's your uh? What what we got? What are what are our races this weekend? So, uh, Afka. What's Afka? Is this like? Oh. <laughs> Supposed to be oh, Arca. okay. This, okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a typo. I got okay. close. That was, you know, uh, nope. I, Ica. Okay, hold on. Let me get the R in there. Arca. Two R's. <laughs> um, we've got the General Tire Two Hundred at twelve thirty p.m. I assume on Saturday. Saturday. Wonderful. Yeah, those are Saturday races. Yep. Um, do you know why Truck isn't racing here? Just taking a little break, ski. They can only do so many super speedway races because they're gonna all yeah. crash. They do the fall one. Yeah, um, I don't know why they only do the one, but yeah, I just, it's I'm probably, probably because really expensive. they're going to all destroy their cars and exactly. impose yep. massive costs on their team. Although Arca does it, I mean Arca races the, the Daytona and then Talladega. This is their first two races, or two of their first three races Whoa. are Super Speedway. So all right, no. well uh, Arca full of bad boys, truck step it up. Yep. Uh, Xfinity, we got the AG Pro 300 at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. on Saturday. And then Cup, you guessed it. You said it. You thought it would be the case. The Geico 500. Get that gecko out here. Call on Get your local caveman. Find your local, the closest rubber banded stack of cash you got who has googly eyes on it. And come mm-hmm. on out and celebrate America's greatest insurance company at the Geico 500, 3 p.m. Yep. on Sunday. Watch cars turn left in a pack go fast. at 180 miles an hour. Let's go. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good time. time. Um, We've been out there. Don't forget, the ARCA race is um, Frankie Muniz, currently second in points. Amazing. So, I'm, yep. I did not know he was second in points. That rules. 
Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just ten points behind. They're only so two races excited in now, so. that. I have no doubt that we are going to see Frankie Muniz driving either trucks or an Xfinity car in front of our eyes within the next couple of years. We will physically see Frankie Muniz driving a car very fast in front of us, and that's cool. I'm just going to say it right now. Put him in a Project 91 car. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, It's right there. So some previous winners here. Uh, Chase Elliott won last year, the last race that was here. Uh, Chastain won the last race at this time last year. Uh, Bubba, Brad, Kozlowski, Hamlin, and Blaney are our last six winners. Uh, before that, it was another Blaney win and then a, another Chase Elliott win. But mm. I thought it was interesting that the last six races here have been different winners. Um, and I wanted to I want to showcase that. And uh, speaking of, that brings us right into our Smart and Heart picks. Uh, nice segment for me um, because, well... Guess who picked another winner? Let's well, go over our Martinsville well, stuff. Well, well. Um, so we'll start. Uh, I'm going to start in reverse order this time just because Baby G did not get to pick on air. So I want to read his f- first. Um, he picked Ross Chastain as his smart pick. And his heart pick, interestingly enough. Oh, shoot. Um, I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> it was someone. I swear it was someone. His heart pick, the 34. It will. Am I what? Why am I seeing twenty four then? Uh, are you drunk, this guy? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, uh, okay. Well, he picked McDowell then. So yeah. yeah okay, that makes sense. Well, uh, Ross finished thirteenth, looks like, and McDowell finished nineteenth. That's an average of sixteen. New guy, you picked Martin Truex Jr. and William Byron. Looked like a pretty good pick for the Truex one. He finished third. Yeah. Byron finished twenty third. That average. What's he doing? I don't know. I don't know. I think he just, again, it was just track position because yeah. he was up there in like 10th or 11th for most of the race. So I think he just kind of got screwed over yeah. at the end. Uh, average of 13, though, brought your average down. That's good. Thank God. And then I picked uh, Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman. Had to go with those Hendrick boys. Larson wins. Bowman finishes 11th. That makes an average of three since we give the negative five for a win. Um, right now, our standings are as follows. First place is me with 12.83. Second place is Baby G with 13.39. And in third place, picking first this week, will be New Guy with an average of 17.39. This is uh, one last thing I want to call out here just because I'm now now that we've got a number of races in, the the statistics are getting really interesting to me, um, that Baby G picks better with his heart than he does with his brain. Wow. Um, His average is better from his heart picks. Oh, isn't that fun? Same with me. Wow. And same with you. Everyone does a wow. better job picking with their heart. All right. Amazing. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Maybe I just need to go um, with my heart more. And yeah, I'm so ready I'm about to it. tell you what my heart says about my smart pick. All right. Well, the last thing I want to call out before we go to the actual picks is uh, find it interesting that we've picked five of the nine winners correctly across our, our six picks okay. every week. It's pretty good. Nice. But five of nine. That's pretty good, Dan. Man, we're over fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. As a group, we're not idiots. Exactly. Exactly. That's nice. So, all right, let's jump into it. What's your? Uh, what do we got? I'm gonna go pick? Ross Chastain. That's a good one. Super aggressive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like. I like that pick a lot. I'm gonna go with. I was gonna go with Ross. Uh, to be honest with you. Well, get wrecked. All right. Well, he's the last one on here uh, in tenth place. So I'm gonna go. With the Ryan Blaney. <laughs> that brings you to, to my your car. That's exciting. 
Um, I don't think that there is anyone else that I could go for other than the mm-hmm. number 47 car, pretty Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I had already written it. I had written it in. <laughs> I already knew who There's you were no going one for. Else. I, I knew it. Who else could I go nope. for? Too easy. God. Too, too easy. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I'm going to go with my heart here. I'm going to pick Bubba. Um, Love it. An yeah. excellent choice. I like, I like An that. Excellent choice. All of these guys I mean, have won super speedway races that is, year. That so. is a better choice than mine, I would say, because Bubba is consistently really high up at the super speedway. So is Ricky. If Ricky doesn't wreck, he's there. Yeah. So, There's you know, no it's, just, it's just how he is. <laughs> uh, so Baby G will be picking from Spain once again. He sent, he's been sending us pig. Uh, suckling pigs yeah. all week uh definitely enjoying himself shout out baby Love g shout, shout out big g as well also shout out uh rob thanks for saying that you're enjoying big one podcast a pleasure oh, cool lovely to see you logan tonight my friend nice love it all right well uh that brings us i think into our favorite segment which is rapid fire <laughs> All right, and uh, I guess since I started off the podcast this week, I'll start off the rapid fire. Do you think that Martinsville should have traction compound? I know that you were talking about uh, the difficulty of side-by-side. Should they layer on some traction compound to get that second lane going, do you think? Dear God, no. Um, There just isn't a second lane. That's just not how you should race at Martinsville. Should be the first one, uh, or, or just a single lane, and you should be bumping and running. It just the, the fact of the matter is you just couldn't get to other people's bumpers. So you just have to fix the car so that, you know, if you're faster than someone, you can get to their bumper and move them right out of the way. That's how it should be. Cool. So, Dig it. Yeah. What about you? Um, I like side-by-side racing. I think that traction compound is a gimmick, but I'm also used to seeing gimmicks. In racing, I wouldn't be upset Fair. to see it, but I do also like the idea of just encouraging drivers to bump each other out of the way. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my first question is: uh, What's wrong? What's the worst thing that can happen to your driver when you're when you're there in person? They're leading. They're doing well. What's the worst possible thing that can happen? Um, boy, that is tough. You know, I think that it, uh, I think the thing that really sucks to see false hope. I don't know. I don't know. Now that I say that, does it suck more to see your driver get doored and into the wall Tire goes mm-hmm. down. They have to go to pit lane. They go lap or two down because it stays green because they're a good driver. They don't make it go yellow, but they still got damage on their car, and they're never going to catch up, and then eventually they decide to retire. And to stage two, they're like, yeah, fuck this. Is that worse than just seeing them go out right away and you don't get to see your favorite yeah, driver crash out there? immediately. Yeah. I think so. I think the finality, like, yeah, being in, in, able to set it away and be like, all right, well, I'm just going to go get drunk, which – I guess I would mm-hmm. do anyway, but I won't have to worry about my driver. Yeah, yeah, I've 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 been okay in those situations. It still sucks when your driver goes out really early, but like you get over it and still have a whole race to watch. Versus like losing at the end, you just think about it the whole way home. So, yeah, yeah. Um, my answer is like a two way tie. One is uh, in and no matter how it ends up shaking out, 
getting a late race caution while your driver is well out in the lead sucks. Um, it happened to me with Tyler Reddick and all those overtimes at COT this year, and it just sucks. If I was there in person, I've been losing my mind. Um, and then the other one, and this one I, is what I thought about this weekend with with certain things that happened at Martinsville, is just your you know your guy comes in to pit with everyone else during during the caution, and then they come back around and he goes back in. Mm. You have no clue yeah, why. You don't have the headphones on. You're not listening to this chatter. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't get to know why sometimes even at all when you're there in person and you just know it's over. Everything's yeah. over. It's just sort it of sucks. Yeah, that sucks. That I think yeah, that, that is one's one up one of the worst. My yeah. point of suck for sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, um all right. So from twenty twelve to twenty nineteen, Bojangles sponsored the Southern five hundred. Yeah, they did. Those of us in Chicago have just received the genuinely joyous news that Bojangles is planning on opening up three locations. No in shit. In the Chicago really? land area. They're going to all wow. be in the suburbs, which, you know, Culver's has done this That's too. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. I will drive out to the suburbs for a taste of my home state. That's where Keynes is too. Yeah. You, you have to go out to the suburbs to get to a Keynes too. So, yeah, it makes sense. So... It has been four years since Bojangles has sponsored anything related to NASCAR. What do you think would be either an appropriate car or appropriate race for Bojangles to sponsor? Um, I think the thing, well, I think for me, the race that I most affiliate with Bojangles is Charlotte. I think that's okay. mostly because you and yeah. I have gone to the infield and gone Bojangles yeah. there multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and, and also my dad actually worked the Bojangles in the infield, um, back when he worked for Bojangles early on in his career, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Nice. So I'd probably say Charlotte, but something about Bojangles just fits Darlington. Yeah. It fits Southern 500 presented by yeah. Bojangles. Yeah. Like that just sounds so right to me that that's the one that I was, I, I, I came to mind first. So that's what I'm going to go with. What about you? Yeah. I think that's an excellent choice, man. I did just have a driver in my mind brain oh, that no. felt okay yeah uh chastain mm. i feel like chastain with his farmer roots but i feel like bojangles would have to have some sort of chastain special that includes a mm. side of watermelon like bojangles would <laughs> add in a special side of watermelon all right the yeah. Chastain um, special. yeah there will be uh there'll be some racism complaints people won't understand why they're starting to add watermelon to bojangles menu but i mean um, i'm with you i'm here for it (laughs) not the not the you know racism part of it but i (laughs) love watermelon (laughs) yeah i do too yeah Um, sign me up yeah we this is a good one this isn't my rapid fire maybe it is i guess um i i like the food one so uh watermelon what how do you have it how do you like to have it what's the best way uh i like to eat watermelon like an apple I just take the whole thing, I bite into it, and just chew all the way through. Uh, That's not true. I just, you know, I mean, I think the ideal is that you have a full watermelon and you slice off pieces of it. Do you, you, okay, you're just explaining how to eat a watermelon. I don't know, what are you asking? (laughs) What are you asking? Uh, Yeah, I I like to use a machete, to be honest. Um, No, no, uh, toppings, do you do anything or you just eat watermelon plain? Yeah, I eat it plain. Okay. 
And you're a seedless guy? Seeds? How do you feel on that? Um, you know, I think that I prefer seedless uh, just from a functionality, casualness of eating Simplicity. standpoint. Yeah. But I can fuck with seeds, you know? I used to eat yeah. uh, sunflower seeds all the time. I can do. I was gonna seeds, say, do you eat brother. them then, or too afraid of a plant growing in your stomach? And oh yeah, I mean, I'm rug over here, hardcore. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, oh no, there's gonna be a whole watermelon growing in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my biggest fear of a watermelon growing in my stomach is that the whole thing will grow and then be digested by me, but I won't get to taste one single lick of that non, tasty, non-bit. tasty watermelon. Yeah, I think uh, what a what a dumb rumor for like all parents collectively. To just agree to like tell their kids. I'm upset like, with you parents. Yeah, you yeah, should that's know just better. Wrong. It, it, it kids literally are causes no harm. Ugh. But parents, so, if you're listening, I feel like kids have had nightmares about this. Like it's a fucked up thing to say. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, the reason I brought this up, and now this is my rapid fire question because we've been talking about it for too long. Yeah. But uh, I'm I flip back and forth uh between tahini and salt as uh the topping for my my watermelon okay. um really good if you never tried either um both are really good if you if you do like you know tahini on a salted rim of like a michelada or something like that um you'll really like tahini on some watermelon it's it's, it's pretty okay. damn good but salt is really good too uh, if you got flaky salt like you would use for a steak Ooh. really really damn good you Seems don't need nice. a lot just a little um really really good topping i know some people that would add sugar to theirs that's obviously it's good um, that's a little too but much. i don't need the extra sweet. sweetness and yeah, exactly. So, um, the salt I think balances really well, though. So yeah. try it out. Very nice, wonderful, cool. This that, is not a rapid fire question, of... but more rapid fire suggestion, Ooh. and I love it. Yeah, yeah. That does bring us to the end of rapid fire, <laughs> and brings us right into new guy reads the standings. Wonderful. Well, you know what? Why don't I just crack those standings open? And would you look at this? I've got them right here. I also just want to nice. say for the crowd that uh, Rue is looking. Rue, Brian's dog, is looking just so adorable right now. She's on her back. Yeah, he's on Paws up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too cute. Um, all right, let's read these standings. So we've got Christopher Bell in the lead, 302 points. Five points behind him is Ross Chastain in second place. Then we've got Kevin Harvick, 15 points behind the lead, followed by Kyle Larson, Martin Truex Jr., Tyler Reddick in sixth place, followed by Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and then Ryan Blaney in 10th place, 61 points behind the leader. Following him is Alex Bowman in 11th, Brad Keselowski, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Chase Briscoe in 14th, followed by William Byron, and then rounding out the top 16 is Chris busher 96 points between christopher bell and chris busher daniel suarez and michael mcdowell are tied six points behind right on the cusp of 16th Mm -hmm. place overall uh man it's tight competition honestly it does not feel like 96 points is that much separating all these guys yeah it's a it's essentially two perfect races right like if the other guy got zero it is it's about two races i mean it's it is it doesn't feel like a lot but it actually really is but i think the the biggest call outs that i have are austin Dillon with his 60 point penalty drops him back to 180 um uh, behind the leader which is then what just under 90 uh 84 behind a 16th spot 
He wasn't in a great shape before that, 24 behind, but now he's way out there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how their appeal goes. Um, and then, yeah, Ricky's still sticking around. He had a good race in Martinsville. Chase Briscoe, um, we were talking about the SHR Fords just not showing up. He's now in the playoffs. So, you know, a couple good weeks in a row. Got him right there. Um, and, yeah, Chris Busher taking that last spot. The Fords have begun to show up um, if you take a look at the, the standings here. Yeah. So. And the Chevys, even though they looked like they were going to dominate, are very, very sporadic, actually. Yeah. Fords and Toyotas like look like. such a good mix here. It's a good mix. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. really into it. Yeah, so. Cool, cool. Well, I think that brings us to our end. Do you want to take us out? Yeah. Uh, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Once again, we are the Big One Podcast. You can contact us at Podcast Big One uh, and also Podcast Big One at gmail.com. As always, you can contact me at endlessbreadsticks at thankgoodnessitisfridays.com. And you can contact Boyer's Dog at Rue at is oh so ding dang cute at gmail.gov. Um, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy 420.